Welcome to the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, CEO of Scrunch, the destination for the creator economy. On this podcast, we interview the brands, agencies, creators, and tools supporting the creator economy to shine a light on the businesses doing epic things for this ecosystem, as well as uncovering how anyone can get in on this $100 billion industry. And trust me, it's just getting started. Oh, amazing. Francesca, I'm so excited to have you on the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Danielle, for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here. I know. And now we have known each other maybe a couple of years now through another program. Um, But I am just excited to share your backstory with um, the scrunch community because it's so interesting. Uh, So maybe that's the best place to start. So you are a creator, you have a thriving business, but maybe even let's start with what happened before then. How did you get into it? How did you actually get here? Yes. Thank you for asking. So I'm the founder of iHeart Songwriting Club, which is an online songwriting club and mentorship space. We run courses and programs for songwriters and artists to live their dreams, essentially. Um, And how it began is, you know, I think just such a a typical founder story really is that um, I really struggle to write songs, like Mm. big time struggle. I had major self-doubt, mental health issues, I would struggle to even write four songs a year. And now for a songwriter who wants a career as a songwriter, you can't write four songs a year. You've got to write hundreds of songs a year, essentially. Wow. And I really struggled because there was no sort of spaces um, to develop those skills. Yeah. There was a real gap in, in unless you're a published songwriter already, you know, um, being guided on your journey. And, and that opportunity is... A, a bit of a luck and B skill and see who you know. Um, yeah. That wasn't the world that I was in and I'm still not in that world. So where could I go to develop those skills? And I'd come from being a trained musician, studying music at university, um, post um, undergrad, postgrad, teaching music even, playing oh, wow. all around the world. So I was a very skilled musician. You know, I, I played, I sung backing vocals for, you know, people like Keith Urban and Michael Bublé. So I, I didn't know I that about you. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. There's so many stories. But I, I, was, a, I was a pro musician, earning money yes. being, a, being a musician. But yeah. because I was so polished on the outside, people saw these great shows at the entertainment centre or, you know, mm. in the convention centre or wherever that was. On behind the scenes was a major struggle for me wow. creatively. And yeah. creative, you know, and, and I don't know if there are some uh, things that align with other creative um, pursuits, but when I learned being a music, when I when I learned music, I learned theory, I learned how to play notes on a page, I learned how to maybe even expressively play those notes, but I never learned how to create. Wow. Yeah. And and to create is actually quite opposite to in some ways, not all the ways, but in some ways to following the rules of theory. And it's very opposite to reading the notes on the page. In fact, there are no notes. You make them up, you yeah. know? Yeah. And and that was where I was at in my, you know, in my 30s. Like, this is not the path I want to be walking. So how mm. can I get on board with that? Is that? I needed a space to develop those skills. So I just brought, I, I just 
basically like the songwriters around me I was like are you guys struggling with this too and there was one particular story with a student of mine who was really beating herself up in not dissimilar ways to myself around mm. her process and I just said look I'm done with struggling I'm done with it I'm, I'm like I'm no longer gonna yeah. struggle with that <laughs> let like songwriting should be fun Totally. Well, it seems creative. So you would think it would be fun, but I understand the struggle. So we're going to make this fun and we're going to make, we're going to do this frequently. We're not going to get our bees in a bonnet over, can I even say that? I can say say anything I want. You can say whatever you like. Um, (laughs) um, You know, we... We're just going to do this. And so that began um, the process of writing a song a week and in an hour, because if we didn't have a time limit around that, then we would spend all week trying to perfect a song. And that was not the point of this. The point is like, let's just write a song a week. And after 10 weeks, I've written 10 songs. That's more than I'd written in the last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. And then that was the beginning of what became a little email songwriting club, which became a business two years later, which is now about to turn eight years old. Wow. Uh, over 1,200 members from 23 countries around the world. We've written 25,000 songs. And I have written 412 songs in 412 weeks. Holy crap. That's unreal. I'm a different person. Because you are a different person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. That is incredible. And I love, I mean, I want to go back to something that you just said around um, we don't get taught to create. Because I feel like that is a struggle, not just for songwriters. I feel like as human beings, we go to school and we learn how to follow a set of rules. I remember my own journey. I I didn't know you could start a business. <laughs> I went to school and I got a full-time job and my parents had the same jobs for their whole lives. And I thought that's what you did. I thought you saved for a house and I thought that was the path. And it wasn't until I read a book where it was like this online business stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, you're telling me you can just invent stuff? You can just create the life that you want? So I absolutely love that you have built a business around teaching people how to create and how to foster that in people because I feel like that is a life skill that's transferable across every industry. You're right. It is transferable. Once you understand, you know, how to, you know, get clear on that vision for yourself and then what are some you know, reasonable goals that you can set out to achieve within a, a, a short frame of time along the path to achieving the biggest goal that you want or, or bigger goals that you want, then mm-hmm. it's just a matter of unfolding those next steps. Um, and anything is really achievable if you have a plan to achieve that. And, a, and I, I want to say structure, but then mm-hmm. also learning the skills of commitment and discipline and not sort of thinking they're negative skills. In fact, there's just such amazing traits that just take you so much higher. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you foster those traits in yourself? <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a satin in my first house, firstly. <laughs> Damn it, you've got the advantage. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, that uh, I know I have a, a love of astrology, but um, firstly, like, you know, satin on my descendant means either there's and there's going to be some, you know, f- fears or like, what's the word like decreasing around self, but it also could be structure and commitment and wisdom that you bring to how people see you. So I think early in my twenties, people saw my fear. They saw me feeling less than, you know, or, or actually having quite a, 
strict rules imposed on me, mm. but switch that around. And it's like, actually, I understand structure and commitment and I, I bring the wisdom of my learning to everything that I do. But besides astrological support, <laughs> how, do you, how do you foster that? Well, I mean, I, I mentor uh, quite a lot of artists and mm. a lot of people really struggle with next steps. Yeah. Um, so I would say it is important to have a, a very clear picture whether that's a visual picture or written down, but some sort of where, where do you want to go? What do you yeah. see it doing? And how does it feel when you are doing that? You know, what's mm-hmm. the dream and how can you get specific about where you want to be doing that? And what does it feel like when you're doing those things? And, and then if you can't, or if you don't know how to do this yourself, but sort of come back to a place of, well, what could I achieve in the next six months and the next mm. 12 months? Mm. and then what are some things so commitment really just looks like continuing to walk the path that will get you there so what can you do on a daily or every other day or even just once a week I mean that's Mm. what I did for many years before I took my songwriting to the next level but what can you do once a week for an hour yeah now I get that not everybody is firstly not everyone is like anyone else but also I also get not everyone is like me I'm I'm a bit next level commitment right I'm I'm quite next level and I won't compromise on that now that I know how good I feel from doing this mm. I won't compromise it on on how, you know my what I'm getting out of this beyond feeling like career outcomes too it's just so tremendous that can I for me to compromise on one hour a week there is a big problem you know yes so I think a lot of people do get distracted by life and they let external points outside of themselves, like they are magnetized to those things. Yes. I've, I've learned to not be magnetized to anything outside of myself and what I feel aligns with me. Mm-hmm. That's taken a lot of work to do that too. And I speak about this. I have a, a podcast called The Magic of Songwriting. And whether you're a songwriter or not, it's really great for creatives. And I talk about, um, so my episode that comes out tomorrow is called How to Not Let Life Get in the Way of You Living Your Dreams. <sighs> How to Not Let Life. Because everyone. Oh, my God. That's so good. Clarity around that. Yeah. Unless you have clarity around that, your cat getting sick, your dad I, I, look I, I talk about my dad dying and me st- writing songs all through that and like mm. how easy that would have been to have stopped writing in that time yeah if I stopped writing in that 11 months maybe I would have never continued again Sorry. but not only did I continue writing but I continued to reconnect with the expression that that creative space provides with me provides mm. me w- with and what I did within that space is I processed I got out the feelings within me that were in me. And as a result of that, I feel like that whole experience of my dad dying was so nourishing. Mm, wow. I mean, how many people can say that an experience with, with got goosebumps. parents dying could be nourishing? Yeah. It was yeah. and nourishing. And yeah. I just felt this deep sense of connection and love. Like I was actually being of purpose in a different way in that space. And I shared with him my songs and, um, and prior to that, I hadn't seen my dad for nine years because he'd been estranged. So it's not like wow. we were even, you know, it's 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 not like I saw him every day. It's like, okay, mm. now here you are back in my life and you're dying. So how do I want to be in this? How do who do I want to be here? Mm. 
And I think every day we have an opportunity to recommit to what really matters to us. And I think those yes. big life changes when, you know, a parent is dying or something like that, it's, it's harder. Like it's, it's, of course, my priority is there, but why can't the priority be you and that? Like mm -hmm. it's not a you or that. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. Like, so, so coming back to the original question, how do you foster those traits? What can you do in a small capacity every week that will get you along the way? And uh, I mean, like, don't compromise on it. Like turn up, turn up crying, turn up yelling at the thing, but just yeah. turn up. Yeah. Eventually the, the access to turning up to that space with, will be with more ease. Mm. And at some point it will be with joy. Oh, I love that so much. And the big thing I'm hearing as well is intention. You know, I love that you said, you know, every day is an opportunity to reconnect with what's important to you or where you're going. And, you know, I feel that about life sometimes is it just moves so quickly and you're right, the cat gets sick or you're moving house or, you know, there's kids yelling or there's something, 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 something. Yeah. It's so easy to just let life unfold and yes. And you Absolutely. And if you're not intentional about, you know, and you're right, it doesn't have to be every minute of every day if it's an hour a week, but you're right, if you can't give yourself an hour a week to potentially achieve your dreams, then maybe they're not that important or maybe you need to reflect on priorities. <laughs> well, he, well, here's even something harsher. They just actually won't be achieved. Yeah. Yep. You're right. If you can't give at least one hour a week to achieve your dreams, you will never achieve your dreams. Yes. Because at some point when the when it goes from tantrum to ease and joy to show up to that space, at yeah. some point you're going to want to do more of that. Mm. So I tantrum to show up to my songwriting for years, for one hour a week. I tantrumed that. I was like, don't want to do it. I'm going to put it off to the last minute. And <laughs> do that anymore I'm okay with just showing up and just writing my song and now yeah. it's like oh my gosh I'm so excited and I'm gonna write it again and I'm gonna spend more hours of writing songs and now who else do I want to write with like yeah. it brings so much joy because I am seeing the results and I'm yeah. feeling the results of that yeah that's so awesome I love you know that you don't have to show up perfectly because I think that that again is something that we block for ourselves like oh, I'm not in the mood you know, I'll do it when I feel better. I'll do it when I have more time. I'll do it when I, but you're right. Just show up as is. Consistency and is far mm. more beneficial than perfection. Mm. I, I think that that in itself is a good life motto as well, not just for this, but for everything, you know, it's like perfect holds people back. I know in, um, I do a little bit of sales coaching and, um, if everyone's always just obsessed with my thing's not ready yet. I was like, your thing will never be ready <laughs> and you will never feel ready, you know, but just showing up and that consistency. And you're always surprised at what your definition of perfect is versus the rest of the world. I feel like we're our own harshest critics sometimes. I think the um, you're spot on. I, I hear everything that you're saying. And I think the trap that people fall into is, when and we all know what we all have these people in our world whether they're people at the dog park or people at the shops or or our cousins or our, maybe even our parents yes you don't want to put that out until you're ready right mm -hmm. and and people will confirm exactly what you want them to confirm mm -hmm. 
and I, I get that they're doing it because of all the right reasons. They want to, they, they wouldn't want to do that either. But mm. most people aren't living with an unlimited vision for themselves. Yes. Most people are living with a limited vision for themselves. So get yourself in communication and in collaboration and in community with people who have an unlimited vision of themselves and yourselves. And that mm. probably say, hey, you're never going to be ready, but just take the next step. Just show yeah. up. Just do the thing. Show up imperfectly and show up again and again and again. And I bet after a year, you're going to feel really different about doing that. I love that. Yes. So tell me then, being a creative and that, um, I guess, method of making income is different to being a business owner and you have walked both paths and mm-hmm. you have done it very successfully how what it, what had to change for you from thinking about yourself as a creator to thinking about yourself as a business owner i um always worked for myself so when yeah. i was a uh, musician at 17 year old 17 years old playing at the old Sheraton in Brisbane hotel invoicing the Sheraton hotel for two weeks. <laughs> I always worked for myself I was always yeah. a sort of trader you yeah. know even when you know I got paid for singing backing vocals for Buble I invoiced somebody for that job right yeah so I worked for myself um in in some way I've always been a small business and then transiting transiting uh, trans- transitioning transitioning thank you that's that's the <laughs> um, transitioning to there's a couple of transitions here so I transitioned from doing other people's songs to yep. my own there was a value and a worth mm. um, growth that or opportunity to learn more about myself that came up at that point you know wow. so yep. I could sing you know Billy Joel and Joni Mitchell covers mm-hmm. everyone loves or and or I can sing Francesca de Valence songs which I'm not sure if anyone loves <laughs> I'm sure they do <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's where I was feeling at yes. the time like yes. you know and that was the the value as mm-hmm. like shifting from being a small business that could play other people's songs to a small business that now wanted to play my own songs so there was mm-hmm. something around that shift and then like even the industry will pay more for you to play covers than will to play your originals when you're starting out. So I went from getting, making, you know, about a hundred grand playing covers to making zero money playing original music pretty much. And that's why I started teaching as the, the day job that funded my ability to now, you know, bring my business as an original artist together so I could make albums. Now, you know, albums cost tens of thousands of dollars and then promotion of those things so it became a different business at that point and I was definitely Mm -hmm. more creative focused Mm -hmm. um and then coming into so teaching funded my ability to do that because um possibly the same with other creative um um industries but unless you're in the top you know echelon of artists and songwriters you're not making enough money to live day to day. Mm, yeah. you're, not, you're just not, unless, uh, and here's, here's the, the caveat, unless you're willing to be on the road for 200 days of the year touring. Mm. And I, I just felt a bit burnt out from that sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, I did many tours and I just broke even one time and I maybe made $5 another time. You know, when you mm. look at all the flights, the car hire and the equipment hire and the, you know, 
when you can't stay on someone's couch, you have to buy a motel room for the night, all those sorts of things. Like there is a way to make money in that realm, Mm. selling merchandise, of course. And then coming to a place of, of having a business that was based around creativity, but it really is a business. Like I had some running club. Mm. It started as a club for two years. And at some point, the list of people that wanted to join grew so big that if I didn't make it a business, if I didn't create a business model, that I could make a service available for people, mm. um, I would never be able to um, reach the hundred people that were on my mail on, on my waiting list. Yeah. So I, I got my head around how I could do that, you know. And I was like, again, it was like I don't want to charge a lot of people for it, and I still don't. The club is the same price as when we first put it out to people to buy six years ago, but we've got lots wow. of we've got lots of add-ons so you know we've got courses for beginners we've got mentor programs for people who want to take their song right into the next level and mm-hmm. um and one-on-one coaching and those sorts of things as well so there is a it is a business um yeah. I, I'm not sure I've answered your question but there was some really interesting you know sort of value propositions that changed along the way well it and- feels like mindset shifts it feels like you were kind of yeah, like things sort of, okay, now this is the value or this is the direction I want. And it's a little bit different than it used to be. So that means I'm going to have to change the products and services that I offer or, yeah. um, or you know, yeah, I've got so many people interested here. If I don't create a business model around this, well, what am I doing? So that I like the mindset shifts and the awareness of where I'm at and then what next step I need to take. Everything was in response to something. So I mm-hmm. um, I created the business of the club in response to the list. I yeah. created the mentorship program in response to the emails that were being uh, the emails that I was getting from songwriters. I created the course because beginners who joined the club were a bit out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always something in response. So I created in response, and um, and I've come with. Uh, soul trader musician business mindset to this which is you know probably not where most business owners come you know they probably come with I don't know some business training (laughs) no no we don't (laughs) we're all just winging it (laughs) I've gotten myself business coaches and I still have them because I mean like without that I mean it's much easier to want to stay comfortable right oh totally but yeah. nothing happens there. Yeah, and one of the one of the things I'm playing with at the moment is like, um, and and this is the first time I'm saying this aloud. Like, I have always desired to be really, really wealthy. Like, I love that. I'm not ashamed of that. Like, I'm not ashamed of that. Oh, but I just speak about it. I was like, you know, mm. I want to live on the water. I actually want to live on the water. Like, I'd love mm. a Yeah. You know, I don't need multiple properties, but I'll take another one. You know, on the Mediterranean. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I won't say no. <laughs> I don't need a, I'm not saying I'd private jet material, but you know, look, I'll take it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> hold myself back. But and then there's the, the the sort of guilt of like, where would that money come from? Would it come from my songwriters that would pay me? And I'm like, oh my god, no. And then I shut it off because I'm gonna yeah. where that money would come from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, of course, I could just you know write loads of hits and people could stream them. So they, there's like that. they don't like that, right? <laughs> But um, but there's what I envision and then mm. where I I almost like if there's an attachment to what that might mean mm. and or very unhelpful. But what I'm getting on board with is like I know I'm the person and I've proven it time and time again is that you give me a resource, I'm going to share it with my community. Yeah. 
you give me you give me wealth i'm going to make so many amazing opportunities for people as a result of that Yes, mm. we can do albums. You come into my studio, we're going to record an album. And no, it's not going to cost you $40,000 as it always does because it doesn't need to because mm. the inflated music industry costs. You know, there are other ways to do things. So it's getting on board with the um, an unlimited mindset yes. and unlimited vision and not being attached to how that's going to happen, but knowing that when I'm there, and, and and how I will share that with my community and the world, who's not going to want to be a part of that? Like I'm, I want to be a part of that. People will want to be a part of that. And totally. I realize, I, I don't know how we got here, but we're here. Well, and it, but it's interesting because it's it's reminding me of somebody once said to me, um, impact and making money don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can mm. make a lot of money and be wealthy and actually do great things. In fact, you can do more great things if you have the means. So Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton, she buys books for school yep. children. Yeah. And she's phenomenally wealthy. Yeah. Phenomenally exactly. wealthy. Does anyone like resent her for that? I mean, absolutely not. Right? Maybe, maybe some people do. Maybe, but no. They're not, they're not in my realm or my world. I just think mm. she's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and that's it. I wonder how many people are, li- I love, you keep using the term unlimited mindset or unlimited um, vision for yourself. And I just love that because I feel like we put caps on ourselves and they're a result of many things likely, but you know, how you grew up or the friendship group or the, and and, you know, sometimes the unwillingness to say it aloud is that, Oh, I don't want people to think that I just want to make money or I don't want people to think I want this or like that. So, you know, I want to make money money too. (laughs) I'm in that club. And also what this, you know, assumes you've had to do to to make that, um, all those sorts of things. Yeah. It's Mm. just, incredibly unhelpful yeah absolutely and I think if more people get on board and the thing is too that's interesting is there is no like the pie is big enough for everyone it's not if you and I get wealthy other people can't there is unlimited supply so why it's we- not even a pie because a pie has borders and edges and a yeah. whole amount it's bigger yeah. than that <laughs> oh my god I love it I love it <laughs> But it's true. It's like yeah, just because totally. we're rising doesn't mean somebody else isn't. We can all rise together. We can all have unlimited supply. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. that. I'm totally on board with that. I love it too. It's awesome. I think the more we talk about it, though, that I feel like, yeah, they're re- it's, so, it's so funny. I have to show you this. I have um, talk about money written on a piece of paper here because I was literally on a call yesterday talking to people about how or it was a podcast or something. And I was like, we just don't talk about it enough. Everybody is just, yeah, money's such a taboo subject for a lot of people Mm. that I think as a, you know, collective, whether it's business owners or creators or whatever, we just tend to think it in our minds and not share it with enough people. So I I love that you said that. That's so good. So it is another resource. That helps mm. us to go where we want to go. Just like yeah. the amazing people in our world and just like the the physical resources that we have, it mm. is a resource and it's necessary to have. Absolutely. And totally we, desirable. Mm. Well, we live in a world where you have to have money. So <laughs> more of it's never a bad thing. 
So tell me, for people who are just starting out, so people who uh, maybe have some kind of skill, have some kind of creator profile, um, but are maybe struggling with the business element. So how do they create a business around a passion or a skill set? Do you have any tips for people who are just getting started in this space? Yes, I do. In fact, over COVID, I ran a, a mentoring program to help artists to build an online business um, for themselves using their innate gifts and talents. Um, and yeah, it's been so beautiful to see those flourish um, and, you know, creators making money from, mm. you know, whether it's subscription businesses online or whether they're selling something in a different way. Um, that's, yeah. So what I would, what I recommend is that you really get clear on the impact that you already make in the mm-hmm. world. Like, and, and you might need to ask people, what impact do I make in the world? You know, how do you see that? And then you can package that up. Mm. There is a way and, oh, my God, that cup. <laughs> I know. Oh, my. Oh like my officially <laughs> bring that into the chat. <laughs> all, my, all my pretty cups are dirty. <laughs> um, this is obviously oh, this the man a- cup in the house. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, get, get clear on. Oh, so actually, I would even come back before that. Like what I do with all of the artists that I mentor and the songwriters that I mentor, the very first thing we do is we get really clear on what your values are and what you mm-hmm. believe your purpose is in the world. That's for no one else to decide but you. And yeah. there are definitely some beautiful exercises you can do around getting clear on those values and what your purpose is in the world. Because if you can... Um, make choices based on does this align with my values am I getting to fulfill my purpose by doing this or is this helping to fulfill my purpose Mm. amazing you're just going to be constantly aligned and magnetized to those things because you've got clarity and then the second part of that is to understand what impact you're already making through the work you're doing are you helping people to be inspired are you helping them to um uh connect with their emotions and their feelings um do you help people to to deal with grief do you help people to um with you know parents with their children in some way you know mm. I met some songwriters who write children's songs and that helps the parents you know wow. so it's all sorts of uh ways to get clear on what the impact you make can be by asking others around you and I would do that per- as personally as possible so you can get as much data as possible on that opinions really but you can still use it as data and then you can put together a business. You know, if if that's what we're talking about here is taking your creativity to a business level is like how, what sort of service could I offer as a result and how could I package that up in a way that allows me to um, thrive as a business, you know, and, and when you start out, I suppose you don't want to have too many options. Mm. Or what people can buy. Like when I started out um, doing business coaching, I already had a club for $55 that people could buy. And it's such a low value offering that it was like, actually my coach was like, you've got all of this low hanging fruit is what she called it. People emailing me all the time, asking questions, (laughs) get them all together on a Zoom call and start mentoring them. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Can I do that? Yeah, that's That's brilliant. And, and And within six weeks, I'd made more money than I'd made in the club. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. And I started paying myself a wage. Yep. Because I, oh, right. So instead of, you know, a $55 for 10 week program, now I can charge, you know, hundreds of dollars a month 
each month mm. for to be able to personally service people in a different way. Yeah. Group group service, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's I have five spots for one-on-ones. That's it. Like I, I can't service more than that, but I can service I can service this amount of this, this amount of this, and this amount of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then every time I had a conversation with somebody, if I felt that there was a, a really good offer, and whether it's like actually this is the best place for you, or actually this is the best place for you. No, this is the best place for you. And if I couldn't, then I would say, I, I can't help you right now, but maybe I would go to this person or do this thing. But that that way, every time I had a conversation, I could offer them, you know, some sort of entry to one of the three programs I had, which I've got a lot more now and mm. basically can help every any songwriter at any level. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's over time. Like as that's you said, over time, eight years. Been there for eight years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you know when you start out, it would be I would probably just have one thing that mm. would allow you, you know, if you could sell ten of them or twelve of them or maybe even you know under under thirty, which is quite doable. Yes. that you can pay yourself. Yeah, and that's really important because then you're going to see feel the the value of. Um, is it you feel the value? No, you would feel the. Well, I, I love to feel that what being able to make money through a product actually feels like because yeah. I find that really interesting like the I remember I remember the first time somebody paid for something that I just had an idea and, and it was like um you know a decade ago now but I still remember that first sale and they paid me like $99 for something that now we'd charge $5,000 for but I was like you know you want to get that first person and prove to yourself that you'll do it but when that happens um like I think your mind kind of opens up and like oh okay it's now possible how do we grow this yep yep mm. absolutely and there are some really simple and you would no doubt teach this or espouse this to your mentees um you know ways to ensure that you meet your minimum numbers every month yep so that your business continues to tick over and I've definitely fallen into the oh I'm not doing that stuff oh that's why my business is not growing (laughs) you know and you've got to be really honest with yourself you know and so now I just make 20 minutes every Monday and I do that work yep because if I do that work my business grows Yes. And I love, um, I love that you just said, you know, maybe there's things we don't really want to do, um, but if we schedule them in, get them done, they're done. Yeah. I do that like with like just business reporting, you know, it's so important to look at, okay, what is the health of everything? What are all my numbers? What's working? What's not working? But it's kind of an annoying admin job. Um, So I have it in my calendar and that's a meeting that I have with myself. I sit down, I do it all. And I'm always surprise oh cool okay I kind of thought things were not as great as that but <laughs> you know you always I think downplay things in your head but then you sit down do the work and like, oh cool things are good this is working really well I'm going to do more of that um but you know sometimes scheduling time to do those things and yeah. having that commitment to yourself is really important yes I uh, it, it always moves forward when you show up to those things it always yeah. does and if you just follow like and I mean business owners creatives all people that have to do some sort of reach out because creatives are always doing reaching out, like whether yeah. it's like media, want to let you know about a new album that I've put out or mm. you know, tickets for my show available. But same with business, it's sales. It's sales yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, when you show up, 
I want to say when you show up unemotionally, you may be emotional about it, but if you do it, eventually you start to see that I didn't need to get emotional about it. I could have just done it without the emotion. That would have been far less fatiguing and mm. effort, efforting. And mm. here I am getting the results. Um, and that only really comes from doing it. And honestly, like having, having somebody to support you through that is just mm. so good for accountability. I also feel like, so when I did my very first business coaching, I spent $30,000 in the first year. Wow. And I was terrified that if I didn't make that money back, I would, that would, that would be it. Mm. So I, I used that as a firecracker to mm. make sure that I did, to yep. make sure that I did. Mm. I think I think that's a lot of money, but maybe that's the sort of scare tactic I needed to give myself, right? It's true though. Like, <laughs> sometimes we need that kind of, you know, yeah, scare tactic or whatever it is that kick up them. Whether it's an accountability person that's just yeah. that, oh my god, if I don't do it, I've got to tell that person that I bloody didn't do it again. Or if it's, oh my god, I've paid money that I cannot afford to lose, so I'm going to make this happen. Like depending on what it is for you, having that um, motivator in place, I think, is a really good idea. And at some point that motivation can become more inspiration. Like I get it. Yes. I don't need it from an external point of view, but I mean, starting yeah. out, I needed that guidance. Mm. Now, now my mentors are around skill development, mm -hmm. less so about accountability because I already have those checks and balances in place myself. Yeah. That can change. And I, I know I get excited about having a meeting with my mentors. It's like, it's more about business strategy and development. It's like, yeah. This is like still uncomfortable, but you know, I, it's I've, just moved a different thing. I've moved moved past the point of how to make money and how to make money now. Mm. How can I grow and scale that to a place that I hadn't considered? And where am I holding myself back? And often it's just even having in the conversation that I realize my own limitations. And I'm like, yeah. now that I see it, thank you for allowing me to see that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go and take the lid off that. Yeah. And and I love that too. The learning never stops. You know, it's just, it's different at the start. You're kind of going, okay, how do I make money? How do I figure out online business? How do I figure out the tools and the structures? And then it's like, oh, cool, nailed that. All right, how do I, you know, make sure everything I do is providing bigger and better value for the people that are paying me money? And then you're right. And okay, how do I level up in business? It's just a constant growth and evolution. Yeah. How do you recommend creatives put business strategy together? Um, I agree with you to get a mentor. Um, I think there is so much information and roadmaps out there that you don't need to struggle anymore. Um, I think that you, I think it's really powerful when people have a passion or a skill and when they can create a business around it and provide value to other people, the businesses are always so interesting um, and, and create a lot of value. Um, and I think the business side is kind of done. There's so many programs, videos, uh, resources that you can go to, to find out how to build a website, how to charge people money, how to do your invoicing. And there's so many tools now for creators that help them with, with, um, you know, managing their finances or how to sell or whatever it might be. I just think that if you find a community that has the information that you feel you're lacking, don't reinvent the real and don't struggle. Just tap into that community, ask questions, read the resources, follow the videos, you know, and dedicate that time to that growth. And can I ask you another question? Please. Now I've become the interviewer. That's fine. <laughs> I'll talk all day if you let me. <laughs> but what, um, 
how how would creatives know if their business idea would work? I love this question so much because I have made this mistake a lot of times in creating something and building something without asking anybody for money first. (laughs) And now I never do that. I now go, I have this, what I think is a brilliant idea, what I think is solving a real problem, what I think people pay money for, but I won't touch it unless somebody commits to buy it or will actually buy it from me. So I always say to creatives or even anyone with a business idea, take an hour to build a free landing page, use a Squarespace or whatever. You can literally drag and drop and do it yourself in an hour and go and try and sell it to somebody. So if you can find a potential customer and get them to pay you some money, then that validates your idea. Um, Because it does go back to the money conversation. You can do all of these amazing things, but if no one's going to pay you money, you don't have a business. (laughs) You know, you you do need to pay yourself at some point. Otherwise you're I guess a charity and if that's what you want to do that's cool but if you want a business you do have to make money so my advice to anyone is go and try and sell it first and then scramble to make it amazing love that I love that yeah great so good thank you so much for coming on the show today you are absolutely incredible and I um I am like I have to go away now and do all these things that I've just been inspired to do so I know if I'm feeling like that everybody else will as well so I'm so grateful for your time and insights Thank you, Danielle, so much for having me. And thank you for all your support over the last few years too. It's a real delight to know you. Oh, thank you. The Scrunch Creator Economy Show is brought to you by none other than Scrunch. Join our global membership community and get access to the tools, education and community you need to thrive in the creator economy. I can't wait to see you in the next episode of the Scrunch Creator Economy Show. Thank you.